Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning, we are continuing in Proverbs 17. Let's say a word of prayer and get started. Father, we come before you now. Thank you for this morning. Be glorified as we study your word. Thank you for truth. Uh, Teach us something new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Proverbs 17, verse 13 and 14. Another really good um, metaphor in verse 14 this morning. So let's go ahead and look here. Um, So verse 13 says, If anyone returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Now, I'm sure you've heard people like to throw this word around, karma, the word karma and what that means. You know, you're going to get returned to you what you give out type idea. And it's not not a Christian... (laughs) In origin, it's not Christian in origin, the idea. But, but there is a little bit of truth in that, right? Because typically, if you are, if you are hateful in your actions towards someone, don't expect um, you know, kindness to be returned to you in most cases. Now, the Bible makes it very clear that we are to return evil with kindness and love. If someone's hateful to you, you love them. You don't return hatred back to them, okay? You love them, and and it's like heaping coal on their head, as actually Solomon tells us in Proverbs. So um, that's what we're supposed to do. But this verse kind of does ring true. There is some truth in the idea that um, if you return evil for good, then, then don't expect good things to happen to you in your own household, okay? Now, the other thing to think about with this, too, is that um, if, you, if you return evil for good, then that says a lot about your heart. And when you go home, just speaking here, metaphorically speaking, when you go home for the day, then you still carry that heart with you that unloving, evil heart. And so that evil, in a sense, comes home with you. And things don't improve improve and get better, okay? So the idea is that you can't have righteousness and be selfish. Righteousness and joy, true, genuine joy and peace, is something that comes along with loving God with all your heart. The greatest commandment is what breeds that in your life. So you can't be evil and expect that evil not come home with you. And that's the whole idea behind verse 13. It's very just very practical, common sense statement. It's a very black or white thing. All right. Either either you choose evil and that's what's going to follow you everywhere, or you're going to choose good, which is to love God with all your heart. Put him first. Proverbs 1 7, the fear of the Lord. And that's what's going to go with you in your life, okay? Now, verse 14, really good picture that Solomon paints for us here in regards to strife. And this is so true. You read this and you're, you go, yep, mm-hmm, that's how, it, that's how it works. It's the way it's always worked. So verse 14 says, The beginning of strife is like letting out water. So quit before the quarrel breaks out. And that is so true, isn't it? It's kind of like... I, I pictured, when I read this verse, I pictured like a, a, a dam breaking and just the water just flooding an entire valley, okay? You know, all it takes is one little crack 
and a little bit of water starts spewing out and that pressure builds up, it builds up, it releases a little bit more and then all of a sudden, boom, it just explodes out. And that's what, that's what happens, right? All it takes in, in, in dead silence for there to be bitterness between two people and one of them to just to say something, some snarky um, remark to the other person and it's like the dam breaks, right? And then they go at each other, just anger and bitterness and hatred. And I mean, it's like, that's the way it is, right? We've all experienced that. Either we've been been a part of that or we've watched it happen, right? We've all experienced that. And so this is really a verse about self-control, self-control. And Solomon's already talked about losing your temper and getting a handle on your temper and thinking before you say or do anything, right? He's he's real big on that. That's the wise thing to really think about it, not just react off of your emotions because that's what results in this. So be patient. Think about what, what's going on. Don't just react based upon how you feel in the moment, but be wise, okay? Approach it from from the direction that you're looking at the situation through the the lens of of God's biblical glasses, okay? You're putting the biblical glasses on and you're looking at the situation. Don't look through them through through your selfish human nature because that's when you lose your temper and you lash out in that moment and then you have regrets. And so self-control, and that's something of the Holy Spirit. As God works in us and through us and we have the Holy Spirit living in us, He's going to help out tremendously if we have a weakness for a temper um, and speaking before we think. If that's something that that we, you know, a person's always struggled with, we need to pray about that. God, help me to be patient. Help me to think before I bring about strife. And really, the biggest way, the biggest way to prevent this from happening, is not to wait until it pressure builds up so much that it could just explode but to mend this before it gets to that point, right? Okay, let's just talk about, use the analogy of a dam again for a second, all right? So let's say the dam is getting some age on it, and we're noticing some things here and there that it seems like the strength is weakening, okay? Do you wait until it gets so bad that the dam might break before you do anything about it? No, you take preventative measures as early as possible, so that you reduce the risk of it of it breaking and all that water being released, right? You you want to have someone who is has a full time job, working where the dam is, going over, wa- watching all everywhere to make sure there's no cracks appearing, to make sure that the pressure's not building up, to make sure that it's evenly spread, to make sure that there's nothing that could cause it to break, right? That person's going to have a full-time job checking everywhere, examining, um, inspecting everything throughout the week, every week. And that's important because you want to stop any weaknesses before they ever even start. You want to be right on top of it. And that's how we need to be in our churches, in our households, in our friendships, okay, in all of our relationships. If there's anything there that seems like a weakness in the relationship that might cause it to to burst and strife to happen and a quarrel to break out, just like water coming out past the dam, 
then we need to prevent it early, early, early on. If you see any sign of there being conflict, you address it. Address it early and up front. Don't wait. Don't wait till it gets worse and then there's just a flood that happens, okay? So that's something really important for us to remember just with a practical everyday application. So, so put out the fires quickly. Repair the dam quickly before it gets worse. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Work on those relationships and it really starts with just loving one another. If you genuinely love the person, you're going to want to always be in a right relationship and you're not going to be okay with there being any strife or any issue being there. Okay, you're not going to be okay with it if you truly love the person. So at the end of the day, the most important thing is your relationship with God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek after the Lord. Fear the Lord. That is of the utmost importance. All right, thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Seek first the kingdom of God. Love others. And I'll see you again here tomorrow morning. Bye. Thank you.